Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. Amen. Let's get to work this morning. As I was jumping into this passage and I was reading today, I couldn't help but to think about the fact that this passage is talking about the fact that David and all of Israel came to Jerusalem. Now to give you a little backstory, and I'm going to need you to track with me for a little bit today. But David was king for seven and a half years over the tribe of Judah. Then Israel came to him and they said, David, it's time for you to be king over all of Israel. And so they anointed him and appointed him to become king. And hot out of the box, the first mission that David took on was to go into Jerusalem and take captive the city of Zion that is now called the city of David. For up until this moment, Jerusalem was not under the direct control of Israel. For in the Old Testament, in in the book of Joshua, when God told Joshua to possess the land that was promised to, to the people, they went out, all 12 tribes went out to possess the promised land. But the Bible notes that in the book of Joshua, that the one area that they were not able to have full control over was Jerusalem. The Jebusites, they dwelled there. And because Jerusalem was a very strong, fortified city, it made it very challenging for anyone to be able to overtake that city. And so we, we find out that in that time, that while the, the, the children of Israel are possessing all the land that was promised, this one area they did not fully occupy. Nearly 500 years later to the time of David, From the time of Joshua, we see that David, now king over all of Israel, comes in and he says, no, the promise was that we were to have the entire land that God said that we could have. The promise was is that we would have full control. The promise was is that this is what the Lord said was ours. And so David said, as leader, as king, as a conqueror, we're going to have what God said that we could have. And I want to tell you today that God has released promises. God has released certain things for your life by his word. And until you are willing to see yourself as a conqueror and take hold of what God has for you, you'll never be able to dwell in the fullness of God's promises. I'm here to encourage you today that you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. I said you are more than a conqueror. Tell somebody next to you, you are more than a conqueror. And so David goes in with all of Israel to the city of Jerusalem. And he says, this city, this city, this city is mine. This city is mine. And we read into the Bible that it says that David in all of Israel. Why didn't David just show up with the military forces? You ever think about that? David showed up with all of Israel. Now, therefore, since we've been surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight and sin that so easily entangles us. This life of faith that means that I'm more than a conqueror means that I'm going to be surrounded with people that are going to watch and know and witness the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God in my life. David said, I want a crowd of witnesses to what's about to take place because for 500 years we have not walked in the fullness of what God has. But today all of Israel is going to witness the mighty power, the mighty work of God that today we take ownership 
of what God has said that I could have. And I'm here to tell you today, when you know that you're more than a conqueror and you're willing to go and take ownership, the world will see and the world will know that you are a history maker. And it's not because it's by your might or your power, but it's by the spirit of the living God who's going to accomplish his perfect work in your life today. And so David shows up with all of Israel. And he looks at this situation and he says, we're going to overcome it. We're going to overcome it. We're going to take it down. We're going to possess it. See, there's three things today that I want to communicate to you that if you're going to be more than a conqueror, if you're going to climb and conquer, three things that David did. The first thing was is that he was willing to pursue. I want to tell you, until you're willing to pursue, until you're willing to pursue, you got to be willing to pursue. And see, anybody that's willing to pursue is because they know what their purpose is. Now, let me help out somebody this morning. See, a lot of times when we get asked the question, what is purpose, it's easy to over-spiritualize or try to give some philosophical, deep meaning of what life is in my purpose. Purpose is simply anything that you add value to. Anything that you can add value to is your purpose. In other words, the Lord has made you an answer. I said, you are an answer today to a problem. You're an answer today to someone that's lost. You have an answer today that's someone that doesn't know Jesus. You are an answer today. Y'all remember Joseph the dreamer, right, in the book of Genesis? Every time that he encountered a problem, guess what? He was an answer. He was the one that gave the advice when he was a slave in Potiphar's house. He was the one that was able to discern the dreams when he was in the jail. He was the one that was able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams when Pharaoh did not know what the dreams meant. Uh, Joseph found his life as an answer. I'm here to tell you today that you are an answer. And in every wake and turn and corner, Joseph didn't sit there and cry and say, woe is me, I've been thrown into a pit, my, 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 my own brothers and my own family, and, and now I'm locked up in jail and, I, and I'm accused of all these wrongful doings that I didn't do. And some of us, we want to play the victim. Some of us, we want to point out what, 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 what's been done to us rather than just saying, God, I'm more than a conqueror today. I don't care what the enemy is trying to form against me. Those weapons, they're not going to prosper. I'm here to tell you today that the body of Christ needs to start having some thicker skin. We need to be thick-skinned believers that are tender-hearted, not thin-skinned believers that are hard-hearted because somebody did us wrong. It's time that the church is willing, the church is in pursuit. You can't have the results that you desire for the work you never put in. And until you're willing to put in some work and say, I'm willing to go because I know I've got a purpose. I know God's got a plan for my life. I know my steps are ordered of the Lord. I'm going to make history. you got to be willing to pursue. And so David, he shows up on the scene. But here's what I love is that David says, the one who is willing, the one who is willing? He had his mighty men there. I can totally see this situation in this story. He had his mighty men there. And he said, the one who is willing to go up the water shaft. The one who is willing to get to the top. Let me tell you, the way you get to the top of your purpose is if you're willing to start at the bottom. Some of us want to be at the top. Some of us want to have what we're seeing other people's have, what other people have. And, and we're watching people getting a hold of theirs. And this year, other, many people are being driven. And we're saying, but I want to have that. you got to be willing. 
I said, you got to be willing. And so we find out that there's a man by the name of Joab that said that, that I'm willing. I am willing. And David, he, he said this, he said, the first one, the first one to get to the top, the first one to conquer the enemy, there's where the promotion lies. Let me tell you, there's promotion that God has for your life this year, but you got to be willing. You got to be willing. You got to be willing. And Joab, he gets a hold of this mission and he says, I'm going to pursue because I am willing. And we find out that Joab, he climbs up the water shaft for David said, the person that goes up this is the one who will be in position for the promotion. The one who's willing to do the difficult. The one who is willing to set their, 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 their face to the challenge. The one who's willing to dig their heels in and say, I'm going to do this thing because I'm a conqueror. I'm going to climb and conquer. And so we find out that Joab, he's climbing up this, this water shaft. Now let me, let, me, let me help you out this morning. You know what this water shaft is? Y'all want to know what the water shaft is? It's the sewer line. Anybody seen Shawshank Redemption? Y'all remember that movie back in the, in the late 90s where Tim Robbins, he, 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 he plays this character by the name of Andy Dufresne who's wrongfully accused of murder and gets put away in one of the, the most challenging, difficult, dangerous prisons. And while he is there, he's trying to figure out how can I get out of this prison? And, and along the way, he, he, he meets a, a friend, a confidant, someone that helps encourage him. And, and we got Morgan Freeman in the mix. But throughout the entire movie, we find that he's encountering hardship after hardship after hardship. But along the way, while we're watching the story that, 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 the, that they want us to see in the foreground, there's a story happening in the background. Because every day while he's in the prison, he's figuring out a way that he's going to break out. And the way that he breaks out, spoiler alert, movie's only been out almost 15 years, 20 years, I don't know how long it's been out, 30 years. <laughs> if you missed it by now, I mean, it's like me telling you that, that, that David killed Goliath. What? I didn't know that he killed Goliath. He did. And so he breaks into this sewer line with all of the things that go into a sewer line. All the waste, all the junk, all the mess, everything. Let's say it, all the crap was in this sewer line. And he had to push through it and climb through it. And it was dark and it was dirty and it was wet and it smelled bad. And he pushed through it because he knew, in this movie, he knew that on the other side of this thing, there was freedom. He knew that on the other side of this thing, that he could conquer his situation. And Joab is in the middle of this right now and he's climbing through all the mess. He's climbing through all the wet and the yuck and, and it's dark and, and, and it's hard and he's pushing his way through because he was willing to persevere. Because if you're going to be a conqueror, it's not enough just for you to, to pursue. You have to be willing to persevere. And it's not always going to be easy. And, and, and it's not always going to just feel with the right conditions. But those that are willing to persevere, those that are willing to push through and, and, and we find that Job, he's pushing through all of this mess. He's climbing through all of this mess. I believe the reason why he was willing to persevere 
The reason why he was committed was because he was rooted to a mission. Let me tell you, when you're willing to be rooted, I want to help you out this morning, when you're willing to be rooted to a mission. See, the thing is, a lot of us, we want fruit, but we're not rooted to anything. A lot of us, we want to see the, we want to see the favorable outcome, but you're not rooted to anything. You can get upset at me, but just because we're sitting in seats on Sunday morning doesn't mean you're rooted to anything. you got to be rooted to the Word of God every day of your life. The Word of God's not just active on Sundays. The Word of God is active every day of your life. But the question is, are you allowing it to be active in your life? you got to get rooted. Tell somebody you got to get rooted. we got some time for this this morning. Can we put up Mark chapter 4 on the screen? The parable of the sower. I want you to see this this morning. The Bible says this. In the book of Mark, chapter, chapter 4, verses 3 through 8, talking about the parable of the sower, verse 4, and it happened as he sowed, that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. Verse 6, but when the sun was up, it scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it out, and it yielded no crop but other seed. Come on, other seed. I said other seed. It fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30, some 60, some hundredfold. Some 30, some 60, some hundredfold. It increased. It increased. As a conqueror, God wants you to increase. As a conqueror, he wants you to increase in every area of your life, physically and mentally and spiritually and financially and relationally. In every area of your life, he wants you to increase. But if you're not rooted with good seed in good ground. See, the interesting thing is about this parable is that some seed went on the path. And as Jesus breaks down the parable, the birds that came in, he likens it to Satan taking the word of God. It quickly snatches it away. And then he's talking about seed that fell amongst the rocks. The soil was shallow. And so therefore, it did not have enough depth, richness of soil to take. So when the sun came out and it scorched it, and Jesus says that this is dealing with pressure and persecution. See, pressure is on. Pressure is on right now with the church. Pressure is on right now. And if you're not rooted in a good soil system, you're not going to see the success that God wants you to have. I love this. Pastor Miles Rutherford out of Georgia, he said this, we need to prepare for a second coming and not a second term. And some of us, we have prioritized preparing for politics, preparing for other platforms. And God is saying, it's time you prepare for a second coming. On this Pentecostal Sunday, it's time that we prepare for a second coming. It's time that we allow the Holy Spirit to be in the rich soil of our heart so that we can build a platform that's going to exalt the name that is above all names. And that name is Jesus. And so the third is that the seed, it falls amongst where the thorns are. And Jesus says that this is the cares of the world that would choke out the seed from the ground. Now when you think about it, the first three that's being explained here, I look at it from this perspective. Seed amongst the path is that because you were too lazy to actually go out to the field and sow some seed. Seed amongst the rocks is because you thought, well, if I can just get a little seed into some soil and it'll work. No, it will not. 
And then the other seed, that's where the thorns are, is because you're just sowing seed aimlessly. You're pursuing with no purpose. You're just wandering aimlessly, hoping that you're going to hit a target. And Jesus is saying, no, it's the seed that's in the good ground. You know where the good ground is? It's the dirty ground. It's the wet ground. It's the ground that causes you to have to get the dirt underneath your fingernails because you're willing to do what nobody else is willing to do. You want to see the sum 30, 60, and 100. It's going to mean that you're going to have to get a little bit dirty this year. It's going to mean that if you're going to be driven, you might have to drive dirty. No, not that way. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that this year, you got to be willing to do what no one else is going to do. you got to be willing to get out in the middle of all that mess and say, I'm going to allow the seed of God's word to be planted in my, i got to get rooted this year. And Joab said, I'm rooted to a word. David gave a word. David spoke a word that the first one to the top and the first one to conquer the enemy is the one that's going to get a promotion. So I'm going to be rooted to this word because I believe in this word. I'm here to tell you today that God wants you to get rooted to his word because he has got great and precious promises for your life. But you got to get rooted. You got to get rooted. And so Joab, he's climbing up this this, this water shaft, and it's not easy, and it's hard, and it's challenging, and it's difficult. And he gets to the top, and he defeats the Jebusites, the enemy that was occupying this city. Now think about this. For 500 years, no one could overtake this city. For 500 years since the days of Joshua, no one was able to get into this city. But yet in one day, off of a word, <laughs> and one day when you're willing to get committed to a word, and one day when you're willing to let a word get rooted into your heart, history can be made. A purpose can be fulfilled. Dreams can come alive. Vision can be birthed. God can begin to do a new thing in your life. When you're willing to get hooked up, all you need is a word to get hooked up to. A word to get committed to, a word to get rooted to like Joab. And Joab, he gets hooked into this thing and he is willing to climb and conquer. I want to even declare today that it's time that we climb and conquer. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for raising up the church to climb and conquer. Mighty men and women in this house that are getting rooted into the word of abundant life that they will climb and conquer because it was a man. Oh, he was willing. I'm here to tell you when you're willing, when you're willing. I'm speaking into this house today. There's some people that need to start be willing, willing. Not Sunday willing, every day willing. Not Sunday serving, every day serving. Not Sunday hoping for a blessing, every day walking in blessing. Not Sunday knowing that God is good, but every day you know that God is good. Because I'm willing to get hooked up to a word. And I believe that word with all of my heart. And Joab, he believed this word with all of his heart. You know why? Because he was rooted in conquest. He was rooted in conquest. You know the difference between David and Saul? You ready for this? The difference between David and Saul? David was rooted in conquest. Joab got a hold of that word, believed it for himself, so Joab was rooted in conquest. But the difference between David and Saul is this. David was rooted in conquest, but Saul was rooted in compromise. 
And when you're willing to be rooted in compromise because you weren't going out putting seed into the rich soil, into the good ground, everything that God wanted to bring into your life, you'll never be able to take the fullness of it because you compromised. Saul compromised. Now hang with me for a second. The Bible says in the book of Judges, chapter 1 and verse 21, that the tribe that was assigned to conquer Jerusalem was the tribe of Benjamin. You like this, Mike. The tribe that was assigned to defeat Jerusalem was the tribe of Benjamin. Saul, who was the first king of Israel, came out of the tribe of Benjamin. In Judges, the scripture says, and you can put this on the screen as I would love for you to see this this morning, says this in Judges, chapter 1, verse 21. Pull this up, Judges, chapter 1, verse 21. And the Bible says that the Benjamites, however, did not drive out the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. To this day, the Jebusites live with the Benjamites. He lived, their tribe lived with compromise. And the moment you allow yourself to live with compromise, you'll never find yourself on the track for conquest. He was rooted in compromise. Saul came out of a tribe of Benjamin. He was rooted in compromise. And even that's fascinating because the Benjamites learned to live with the enemy. And the first king was raised up on the inside. He was raised up on the inside of these walls. But he was rooted in compromise and God had to go find somebody who was outside of the walls. Somebody who looked like they didn't even belong. Somebody that was on the backside of a mountain by the name of David who had a heart after God for conquering. A heart after God for conquest because when we find out that David was a man after God's own heart, you know what God's heart is? Conquest. Victory. We serve a God of victory. We serve a God of victory. And David was a man after God's own heart. And otherwise, in other, in other words, he said, Lord, victory comes in you. And Saul compromised because he thought victory came through him. And when he was required to take out another enemy, follow with me now, go back into 1 Samuel and read back in chapter 14. You find out that, that, that Saul had a, had a responsibility, a requirement to kill another king in a people group who was their enemy and he spared the king's life. He learned to live with compromise again. And many of us were learning to accept compromise. Like if I were to tell you, hey listen, you and 11 of your friends have access to 12 million dollars. A million dollars for each of you. But someone else holds that million dollars. And all you got to do is go out and get it. And they came back with 11 out of 12 million dollars. I'd call that compromise. Anybody want to leave a million dollars out for the enemy to have? No. You'd be doing everything but, imagine this, 12 tribes given access to the promised land. And 11 out of the 12 got theirs one compromised. One compromise. I'd say, no, I'm taking that million dollars. I'll go out and get it. Can I have double? Come on now, Lord, this year, let it be a year that we can start experiencing some double. Father, I thank you. Ooh, Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you're doing in this place today. Oh, Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this place today. Let me not be rooted in compromise, but Father, let me be rooted in conquest. See, the difference between 
conquest and compromises the distance between your head and your heart. Your head will tell you, no, it's too hard. No, don't, don't do that. No, it, it, you just, just, just accept where you are. But your heart, when you're rooted in a word, will tell you, no, keep pushing. No, keep going. No, don't give up. Keep on pressing. There is something on the other side of this thing. Fear is not real. Fear is uncertainty for something that hasn't even happened yet. And many of us, we allow thoughts getting into our mind that causes us to compromise rather than contending to be conquerors. I'm here to tell you today that you're more than a conqueror. And so we see in the Bible that David was rooted in conquest, but Saul was rooted in compromise. It comes down to your heart today. Proverbs 4 says this, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. You know, you know what I find fascinating? The Bible talks about two things that says above all else. Above all else. Two things. One, above all else, guard your heart. Number two, Ephesians chapter 6, above all else, lift up your shield of faith. Your heart is everything that's flowing out, and your shield of faith is everything that's trying to get in. Above all else, guard. Guard yourself. Keep watch. Stay alert. Be vigilant. Guard yourself. Guard yourself so that you can continue to be a conqueror. If you're going to make history, you got to guard yourself. Every day when you wake up, you got to say, Lord, I guard my heart. Today I'm not going to allow words, and I'm not going to allow people, and I'm not going to allow things to get the best of me. I'm not going to walk around being offended. I, I want to tell you, some of y'all need to squash being offended. I think it's interesting how sensitive we get as a church being offended. We get offended about everything. I didn't get the right parking space. I didn't get the chair or the seat that I wanted. I, 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 you know, how, you know, we get offended about everything. I don't like the way the person greeted me at the door. We, we get offended about everything, and then we refuse to come back to church. But yet when you get offended on the job, you go back to that every day. And when you get offended at home from your child or your spouse, you go back to that house every day. Oh no, let's get real with this thing. But yet at the church, the one place that we celebrate people in process, we all get offended at each other. I'm just going to do church online. Well then you just compromised and now you're not walking as a conqueror. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Joab saw this situation and he said, I'm not compromising. I don't care what I got to climb through. I don't care what I got to do. I'm going to get to the top and I'm going to defeat the enemy. So Joab pursued. Joab persevered. The third thing is that Joab possessed. Joab possessed. Joab possessed. On behalf of David, David was able to take hold of the city of Zion. And for Joab, he possessed the promise that David said. And he became chief and captain. He received promotion. Promotion. I want to tell you today that God is a rewarder. God wants to promote you today. The Bible says, Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Don't you find it really interesting how David, who showed up to the original battle with Goliath, said, what does the man get for the one who kills the giant? Here he is now, years later, and he says, listen, for the one who takes down this city, there's promotion because David understood a kingdom principle that the kingdom is about reward. 
I'm here to tell you today the kingdom is about reward. And there is rewards that God has for your life. But it's when you're willing to pursue. And it's when you're willing to persevere. So stop trying to take trophies for races you didn't run because you didn't pursue or persevere. Getting upset at everybody else. We give participation prizes these days. I was laughing about that. Certificate of completion. What did you complete? Being a failure? No, we should stamp on there. Try again. Here's your certificate. Good job. Try again. Try better next time. <laughs> That's what I want to start putting on certificates. What, you, you got a D and you're, 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 you're getting job, job completed? No, you get, a, you get a dumb. That's what you get. You get a dumb stamp. I'm sorry. The way that we have tried to do this like equal, everybody gets something to feel good. I'm not in this thing to feel good. I'm in this thing to expand the kingdom of God. And that means that it's going to be a faith fight. And it's not that I'm fighting with my brothers and my sisters and the people around me. It's that I am fighting to see the kingdom of God come into this earth. To see people encounter the goodness of God. To see souls saved. For us to be able to say as Abundant Life, we're taking our community. And we're not going to take our community when we're a lazy group of people. And when we're sitting back and we're watching the rest of the world dictate to us how our purpose should be. How our lives should be. No, 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 no. I'm going to take back my city. I'm taking back my family today. I'm taking back my purpose today. Some of you got to get just personal with it. I'm taking back my dreams today. I'm taking back my life today. I'm taking it back today. I'm not going to live bound by addiction. I'm not going to live bound by failure. I'm not, I'm not going to live bound by frustration or, or loneliness. Today, I'm taking my life back. But Joab was willing to possess, and conquerors are willing to possess what's theirs. A conqueror is always willing to possess What's theirs? Joab pursued, he persevered, and he possessed. He took ownership. This year is our year to take ownership. This year is our year to have divine possession. This year is our year. Somebody say, my year. I declare today that we are more than conquerors, and we will climb, we will conquer, and we will be all that God has called us to be. And you know why we're able to do that? Because Jesus was a conqueror. Think about this. Jesus was willing to pursue humanity. Jesus was willing to persevere and go through the cross and the hell and conquer the grave. Why? For promotion. What did he get promoted with? A family. Because God loves you today. Jesus was willing to climb and conquer for you and for me today so that we could experience an abundant life today. So that we could experience an abundant life today. That you could be able to experience all that God has today. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram 
at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.